Welcome to Grazing Hell, the one and only podcast made by a cow. And today, I've got a guest, as I'm sure you can see if you're watching on YouTube, and that is Ethan is online. Awoo! <laughs> I'm so happy to be you know, here. Thank you so much for having oh, me. Oh, no, thank you. I'm so happy to have you. You know what I keep doing in my head mm-hmm. is I keep calling you Ethan is in trouble, which is not, <laughs> you know, I don't know why. I think maybe... Because Dylan is in trouble, even though you don't make similar that similar content. <laughs> right. But I always have the urge to call you Ethan is in trouble, but it's Ethan is online. So I was really <laughs> scared I was going to say it wrong, but I said it right, so we're good. Thank we're good. you. No, that's funny. Um, yeah. I've thought about just changing it to Ethan eventually, just because it's so, I don't know, like YouTube doesn't care if you have the same name as somebody else. But I felt like, you know, at least in this period where I'm kind of growing a lot, it's more grabbing of a name and if someone was like oh do you watch ethan it's like oh crank gameplays or h3h3 or any of the other more popular right. ethans <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly it's uh no i think it's smart to have ethan is online because mm-hmm. yeah i think before i came across you when people say ethan my first thought would be h3 right um he's the yeah but now when i think ethan i think of you wow. and speaking of yeah. Uh, do you want to tell the people about yourself, what you do, that kind of thing, what your stuff's about? Yeah. Um, I make commentary adjacent kind of content. I, uh, you know, it's it's a big inspiration of mine. Is It's like the old H3 Productions videos where I kind of just pull out a video and I riff on it. I, I do some goofs and I always try to <laughs> throw in some leftist politics. My The synopsis of my channel is that everything's political in one way or another and I'm going to tell you how. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like merging of comedy and politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but yeah. I, I feel like it wouldn't be unfair of me to say that you live in quite an absurd country. Do you feel <laughs> like that's a fair... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, for those who don't know, Ethan, I don't know if you can tell from the accent, but Ethan <laughs> is from the US. And, um, you know, it a lot of wild shit goes on there. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. rough. So defeated. It is. Yeah. And but it's... you talk about Turning Points USA mm-hmm. quite a bit. You've, you've done two videos on them. Well, yeah, tell us about that. Tell us about all your favorite political people to talk about. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I like to kind of think back to the like 2016, 2017 era where like, you know, Ben Shapiro kind of came up and uh, Jordan Peterson came out of nowhere and Steven Crowder Ooh. and like all these guys really started gaining a lot of steam um, and, mm. and started building the platforms that they have today. And I think we're seeing a decline in that currently. Um, I think there's a lot more leftists or like openly leftist uh content creators like yourself, Noah Sampson, uh, Hassan Piker, you know, uh, even uh, the H3 Productions, as we were just saying, you know, one of the most uh, notorious people and love him or hate him. I love him. But like he has gone through an open, you know, change of mind in his politics that you can see through his content over time. Um, And I think I really like to point out, like I did a video on Turning Point USA that like they really fell off. Like they're not. Uh, they don't have as strong of a pull. They're just circular, you know, kind of repeating the same arguments and recycling the tired old concepts that they came up on. And it's like, this is what happens with conservatives. They don't, they can't move forward because they're anti-progressive. Like, <laughs> and so I, I just love point. pointing it out because it's really funny. <laughs> 
It is. I mean, if you're anti-progressive, you, you quite literally can't move forward. You only move backwards. Yeah. And funnily enough, Turning Point USA, whenever I think of them, I think of this clip. Um, I don't know if it was at, like, Turning Point USA, the women's event. They have, like, a women's. It's very... Yeah. I, uh, and Turning Pink USA. Speech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, like, ladies for Trump in bright pink, and it's very garish and yeah. cringe. But um, he gave this speech about when he met his wife and he was interviewing her and he was like, I'm not going to hire you. I'm going to marry you. And it's like, uh, that is not the mic drop you think it is. And I, I'm just, I've, I don't understand. I've never had that issue before. Do you think that I had an issue understanding where Charlie stood when he looked at me across Bill's burgers table and said, I'm not going to hire you. I'm going to date you. No. That is harassment <laughs> in the workplace. Oh, that's so awful. It's just so... Yeah, it was grim, and I was just like, "This is not, this is not the boom boom you think it is." I don't know. It's just, yeah. Yoy. I was just gonna say, like, conservatives love to take like <laughs> obvious examples of like harassment and be like, "Isn't that awesome?" Like, they, I feel like it's a common meme, and it's like, I, "I'm not gonna hire you. I'm gonna marry you." I love that. <laughs> it's like um. Have you seen? I'm sure you have. You can't have missed it because you're on Twitter. Um, <laughs> the the whole POV type thing where they get a picture of a girl, like a pretty girl, and they'll be like, "You see her in the grocery oh, aisle." Yeah. What How can do you, you say? Open? Yeah. Yeah, and it, I feel like it's like that, except they do it in real life. They actually <laughs> got someone who they're interviewing, and they're like, yeah. "You're gonna marry me." And it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're 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 the ultimate pickup artists. I, or I guess I should say, like, <sighs> in their own way, like they're the put down artists because <laughs> it, it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, it's really, oh yeah, it's it is quite grim. But actually, so since you do have like a political slant in your work, yeah, do you think you would ever do debates or anything like that? What are your thoughts on debates? Uh, I don't like debate <laughs> culture on the internet. I think it's really toxic. Right. It ultimately. Debates are, you know, they're a sport. It's not, you're not going to convince any opponent unless it's like some random guy from like, you know, like, like someone who's not making a living off of holding the positions that they hold, you know, mm -hmm. uh, some people will debate like random people from their audience or whatever. And that is fine, but I don't think I would ever do that. I'm not as confrontational. Um, I, I'm a little shy. <laughs> like, I, I will, like, you know, I'll call friends and family out when, you know, I think they say something silly or, you know, have, like, misconceptions about something. But I don't think debates are all that productive in, like, the content sense where it's, like, like I'm not a big fan of Vosh uh, or Destiny mm. or, like, any of the kind of debate guys. I just don't, I just don't see the point, you know? It, mm. it's it's for fun no, and it can be satisfying mm. and like i would love to see like a, a hassan piker uh, jordan peterson debate or something like because that's just fun um yeah but i think when it comes to like this twitter user has 14 followers and has a bad take it's like of course they do i don't <laughs> i don't need to talk mm. to them about it <laughs> speaking of twitter yeah i think you're you're a pretty avid twitter user I'd yeah say. I, I i feel like that's where I'm, we first spoke. Yeah, yeah. I am terminally online. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's why you, you're called that. You, the, 
people don't know this, but your birth name isn't Ethan. It's Ethan is online. Yeah, yeah. Um, I decided to go with what was on my somehow, birth certificate. Yeah, exactly. They somehow knew at that point, even before <laughs> YouTube took off. Yeah, um, it was weird. But you were going to be a YouTuber. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Smart, though. Um, but yeah, so w w what would be your sort of things that come to mind when you talk about Twitter usage? What, what would um, be your sort of cautionary tales oh, to man. people? <laughs> yeah. using the hellscape that is twitter <laughs> so i try to keep it balanced <laughs> you know every question is like ah. <laughs> i try to keep it balanced like i follow a lot of like as far as like my interests like not everything i have is like politics related but i do follow a lot mm. of uh, people in the games industry still and uh because I, I i was a game design major um and i you know, I'm very passionate about games and film, and that's, like, a lot of what my timeline is. And, like, obviously, I follow a lot of YouTubers as well. And I think, like, to not lose your mind on Twitter, uh, you just have to remember, like, my biggest rule. And I, I remember, like, YouTubers that I would follow back in the day would, like, you know, they'd quote tweet someone and or, like, screenshot their tweet that was, like, a really bad political take. And they'd act like more than one person on the planet thinks that way. Like, you have to remember what a microcosm Twitter is. I think it has, like, something like... I don't even remember. It, I think it has over a billion users at this point. But, like, that's not even remotely close to, like, the population of the planet. And, like, most of those users are, like, not active. Not saying things. They're just, you know, private, whatever, random accounts. And you know, the vocal minority that are really annoying on Twitter are just that, like, they probably don't live anywhere <laughs> near you. You'll never interact with them. Like, don't get mad. It's stupid. <laughs> it is funny, I, I think, to see how riled up people get online. And yeah. you, you described yourself as terminally online. And <laughs> I, I would describe myself as the same because of my job and because of, you know, my interests and stuff. And I think it is very easy to get in your head and to think that, oh, God, people are like this. And totally. I think... Also, some of it is performative. Some of it is like you exaggerate your opinions. You, you, you exaggerate how angry something makes you yeah, with comedic effect. Absolutely. And I think people forget that you're using hyperbole. Like, you, you know what I mean? So, for example, do we actually think it's, you know, a feminist victory that the M&Ms are wearing block heels instead yeah. of <laughs> Speaking of, you just put out a video about that. Tell me about your thoughts on the M&M gate. Let's well, call it that. First of all, I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I just put out a video this morning um, that I filmed and edited in one day. So it's really good. Oh, um, my. <laughs> same, the same thing happened with it's my really video last week, sorrow. too. Yeah, I, I edit kind of every day. So I'm getting pretty good at it. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I talk about Tucker Carlson and Greg Gutfeld's reaction to, uh, to the whole thing. And I don't know. It's just such a non-story like especially i love the stilettos to block heels like i'm really <laughs> particular about what ma candy mascots are wearing on their feet and if they're a different kind mm. of the same like genre of shoe i'm pissed <laughs> like yeah I, I make a joke where i'm like uh you know tucker carlson's mad that uh he she went from stilettos to block heels because it doesn't hurt as much when they stomp on you like <laughs> Ooh, you know good it's, point. he's got to have something else there <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the whole culture wars thing. Yeah. I mean, 
and it, that's, I think, another thing about being online. It's all about mm. clicks. And I think you've got to just get... It, they've got to pretend to be mad at the dumbest things right. so we can laugh at them. And that's <laughs> that's the thing. It's kind of like we're all participating in it in a way. Yeah. But you can't help it because it's also just very funny. Like, is it Minnie Mouse? She's yeah. changed from a dress to a... Is it a pantsuit or onesie? Something, yeah. something involving trousers, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, do they genuinely care or do they just want their audience to just be like seals going, oh, yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's the, the Minnie Mouse thing. I, I tried to find clips of Candace Owens talking, Candace Owens talking about it for uh, that same video. And I wanted to talk about that too, but I just couldn't. Like Fox News did not want that embarrassing clip on their YouTube channel for whatever reason. Um, hmm. <laughs> but what's funniest about that too is that it's not even a... Uh, permanent change. It's just for like an anniversary, and it's just in Disneyland, France. But conservatives will like, like, extrapolate so much where it's like it's like a game of telephone where it becomes this is her new outfit, and it's because of feminism. It's like it's not. It's like a brand <laughs> collaboration or something. It's like it's so funny. Um, it really is. And then when she oh, makes dear. an appearance in the regular clothes, it's going to be a victory for conservatism. You know, because they don't actually have real victories like the real victories are, you know, the prison industrial complex that no one can say out loud is good, but is the actual good of like, you know, private prison owners. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it makes them I mean, yeah, I mean, that is a I suppose that's the thing. If you have that kind of mindset, like it's a good distraction, because otherwise you have to admit that, oh, yeah, like. The victory for me is, you know, incarceration right. and because Trump was president for four years. Rights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trump was president for four <laughs> years, and like the majority of Republican voters got nothing out of it. Like corporations and the wealthy got two trillion dollars in tax cuts, and I guess like you know West Virginia got some racism. They're still living in third world conditions, according to the UN. But <laughs> oh lord, yeah, wow. Like, it's it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what got you into politics? What, what got you into it? Have you always been or has, has it been like a, have you been radicalized? Well, yeah. So I, I think of myself as uh, it, being American is, I think it's hard not to be involved <laughs> in politics one way or another because there's so much, uh, it's, it's hard to avoid. Um, our politics mm. is definitely like marketed to us. But at the same time, like, I was definitely one of the kids that got, like, enraptured into the, like, right-wing pipeline in 2016, 2017. Um, And I have a lot of resentment for the creators that got me there, like Jordan Peterson and others. Like, uh, I didn't go too far. I was never – I always thought Ben Shapiro was a dweeb, and I thought Steven Crowder was stupid. But it was the, it was the like, anti-SJW YouTubers that are still around today – um that just Mm. don't talk about politics anymore because that's cringe you know it's like Mm -hmm. those are the people that really like got me to think that black lives matter was bad and you know Mm. i think when i was like 18 or 19 i kind of just you know during that time i went through a really bad like you know high school breakup so i was really like angry but um you know coming out of that i kind of realized like how manipulated i had been and how you know how much I had been lied to and whether it was intentional or those people were just stupid, like I don't really care. And I think 
especially in this like modern era of my content, I want to undo that not only for, you know, other people, but like for the internet as a whole, as best as I can. Like I want to be that counterculture because like you can't, it's just really frustrating to feel that like taken advantage of as like a viewer, I guess it's, it's weird saying it out loud because it's just kind of like a feeling of just like, I want revenge. (laughs) Like I want, I want the, I want to be like, you know, speaking the truth and like using data. That's why I try to as often as I can, I cite articles, I use data and, you know, my most controversial video is my uh, video about the NoFap guys on TikTok and, you know, (laughs) as much data as I can throw out there from the American Psychological Association that, you know, porn addiction isn't real and sex addiction isn't real and it's cultural values that like, you know, make people feel like those things are real. I still get people in my comments saying, you know, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Please read this, you know, heavily church funded study that is extremely biased and has like no, you know, uh, like a pool of like three people. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I respect your honesty there. I think that's a really, I I think we all have phases, edgelord phases. You know, I had my edgy atheist (laughs) phase where I was like, sky daddy and it's like that's so yeah. cringe shut the fuck up no I, yeah i was that's kind of like yeah. where i went from there absolutely we yeah we all go through it and i i think it's interesting when you, you use the word manipulate because i think that is a big part of um you you mentioned earlier that if you're if you're living depends on you having very uh inflammatory views mm-hmm. and not changing your mind and not looking at you know letting research sway you and that kind of thing it it does mean you inevitably have to lie to your audience yeah. i mean prager you are very big on that they um, get paid to do it <laughs> yeah you know prager you have a um youth division Ooh. like a oh yeah younger like kids teenagers content. pre-universe yeah, yeah 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 and it's just oh yeah you made a video about it of course mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it, it... <sighs> It's sad, but it's also not very surprising. And I think part of it is I don't know whether if I, I don't have younger siblings, but say Mm. if I did, would I intervene or would I let them just have that journey for themselves? Because perhaps intervening would mean they're less likely to listen and more likely to pull back and go in deeper. I don't know. I guess that's a hard one. I think what, what do you think? Like what was changing your mind? Did you change your mind because of content or because of people in your real life? Do you think? That's a good question. I think my dad is like a very, he's like an annoying liberal. Sorry, dad, if you were watching this, um, <laughs> you know, he's so like, you got to listen to both sides and, you know, you can't kick Nazis right. off of college campuses because that you know, justifies them. It's like, no, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know, and his input definitely did not help me want to change. But the things that he said kind of echoed in my mind over time and like, they became more and more reasonable. And I think for me, it was just part of growing up. Um, I also around the same time came out as bi um, and, and dealt with a lot of like personal trauma and, you know, just became less angry as a result. And that, you know, I I think it was a lot of different factors, but um, I, I think definitely having like an older person with more experience, like at least, he wasn't like trying to change my mind, but he was, you know, talking to me about that, about, about politics and stuff and having his perspective over time helped for sure. And if, if, you know, I have four younger sisters and if I saw any oh, of them, wow. yeah, <laughs> if I saw any of them going down the same path that I would, I, I think the best way to do it 
is to just make fun of them, which is why I, I think, like, if I had an older brother or older sister that, you know, saw me watching, like, Armored Skeptic in 2017 and just walked in and was like, this is stupid and doesn't make any sense and gave one argument, I probably would have been radicalized as a leftist way sooner. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, I do wonder. I, I mean, it's amazing how much just goofing on someone works. Like, um, yeah. Contra Points talks about this in her video on Cringe, how, mm. like, so I'm sure you're familiar with H-Bomber Guy. Oh, yeah. And how he talks about cringy people, like, uh, what's his name? David, is it Arini or Sereni? And, like, you know, the and Sargon of Akkad and people yeah. like that. And he uses, you know, facts and logic or whatever, but ultimately he's just making fun of them. And I think that actually really helped bring people who were into that kind of content because it was like using the same tactics of making fun of people but like different side of things yeah politically and just the whole i know it's amazing how jokes can be so powerful well yeah i think you know if you go about deconstructing someone's argument it's it's like defusing a time bomb because if you mess it up Mm -hmm. or get something wrong the people that know everything there is to know about that personality because ultimately it's tied to like the the radicalization i think is tied to different personalities like jordan peterson for example like if you get something wrong you know his audience knows everything there is to know about him and will like turn it around on you but if you just say jordan peterson almost died because he drank apple cider that's hilarious he does not he's not qualified to give life advice you can't argue that you can't it's real (laughs) he admitted it himself but you can't argue against that and it's like i I think that is it is really effective and it's it's definitely a balancing act as well true i mean my i think my two favorite sort of what's the word like conservative meltdowns the Mm -hmm. first being actually okay this comes in two parts two part ben shapiro yeah the first part being obviously the whack oh my god i can't believe you deleted that video being like (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wonder why. But himself reporting saying, you know, these women are wet. That means they've got a medical condition. Oh, this is really bad. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. This P word is wet. Come take a dive. But the second part being when he went to, was it home base or one of the hardware stores. And oh, he... Home Depot, yeah. Home Depot, sorry, yes. Yeah. Um, home Base is a UK one, similar <laughs> thing. But um, Home Base at Home Depot. And he was like, I'm shopping here because they're not making a political stand. And yeah. then he's just got like a plastic bag <laughs> and this big slab of wood just barely in the place sticking out. Yeah. I just went shopping at Home Depot. You should do the same. This wood, this board, this magnificent piece of poplar is now mine. And I'm like... <laughs> This is just so hilarious. Like, how can anyone take you seriously? And it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. And then the sec- the second example is obviously Stephen Crowder versus Sam Cedar when he oh, thought he was deba- debating H3 and then Sam Cedar comes in and he just has a complete meltdown. Yeah. It's, it's quite beautiful. Stephen, do you know that um, the Spartans are, that they are like uh, practice man love with children? Oh, geez. Okay, so this is what's going to happen. I to- what did I tell you? He was going to do anything he could to avoid. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, no, Sam Cedar. What a, whoa, oh, what a fucking nightmare. You, I had no idea this was going to happen. I thought, I thought Ethan was a stand-up guy. It's just hilarious. Let's bring on FM. You 
would uh, do anything to avoid talking to me. Uh, those are probably my favorite moments from the last couple of years which spring to mind for you yeah i mean those are great the 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 shapiro with the wood i uh that's like it just lives in my mind because he he says like this magnificent piece of poplar is now mine it's like well what are you gonna do with that like you could have bought a hammer you could have bought a lawnmower you could have bought anything and he has the receipt in his hand like i bought this i didn't just find it next to the dumpster <laughs> but um no but yeah. i think there's definitely like the jordan peterson slavo zizek debate uh you mm. know as much as i said i don't really like debates that one is just like it was like a big moment in his career where he just stopped being taken seriously um because he mm. was put in a position where he said like this might have been a different time but he said something along the lines of like there is proof of God because people stop smoking. We have no way of confirming that this something mystical or supernatural actually can happened. What this is, this is about the language. Stops people from smoking. Well, you can stop smoking without any sort of supernatural intervention. No, not really. You can't stop smoking without supernatural? There aren't really any, any reliable chemical means for inducing smoking cessation. And it's like, you're a psychologist. <laughs> what are you saying? Like, it, it's bizarre. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, yeah, WAP is great. Uh, Benjamin Shapiro recently went to a kindergarten and spoke to children. Government is what takes all of your money and gives you very little in return. That is not true. Okay, that, that's kind I mean, it's kind of true. It depends that's on the kind of government. Are for. Yeah, that, that is what taxes are for, but, but taxes are theft, children. They're supposed to spend it on things like the police. As you get older, you will realize how, how little you like taxes. Yeah, he's way off base about that. Unfortunately, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. for the kids, mm -hmm. and yeah, the, he was trying to explain how uh, taxes are theft because the government is only supposed to use them on the police. And that's it. <laughs> it's like, whoa, it's just such a it's such a telling example of, of what he thinks taxes are used for. It's like, you know, like how we build roads, though, like. <laughs> right. Do you use those roads, Ben? Somehow I think you do. Yeah, I think you do. When he keeps telling the kids, like, yeah. you know, there's no income tax in Florida. That's why Florida is the best state. And it's like, whoa, dude, like. <laughs> When, he doesn't even live there. I thought he you did. Know, he he keeps talking about how great oh, Florida does is. Does he now? I think he does. He, oh, I think he went from Nashville to Florida kind of quietly because I'm guessing he didn't like Tennessee that much. Right. Because I know he's from L.A. Right. originally. Um, he was raised in L.A. Mm -hmm. So I always assumed, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I assumed he was just like saying stuff like that to sort of uh, appeal to his audience. Yeah. So he's not seen as like a coastal elite <laughs> when literally he is. He grew up in L.A. He went to Harvard. Like, yep. He did go to Harvard, right? Yeah, yeah he went yeah. to Harvard Law. Um, oh, wow. That's why he speaks so quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what I'm saying, what my argument is, but if I just speak really quickly, I'll sound smart. Yeah. And so, as a Californian, that's one of our superpowers. It's where we, we speak really quickly. It's just kind of part of our accent. Um, okay. Like, I, 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 I think, not to call out Nick, but Nick and I talk all the time. <laughs> he does speak a lot slower than I do. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting to, like, compare stuff like that. I'm always thinking about, like, how, because, you know, Americans will be like, I don't have an accent. And it's like, no, if you have OCD like I do, you're always listening for people's accent when they say funny stuff. Like, uh, like if you're from the Midwest, you probably say uh, button instead of button. Like, it's, oh. it's just a little differences if you're from... Uh, like the South and you kind of have more of a neutral American accent. You might say something like penny instead of penny. Um, mm. Just little stuff like that. But yeah, Ben Shapiro, I think talks 
quickly also because he's annoying but also because he's from california <laughs> yeah no i mean he speaks especially quickly though yeah. i mean more than you more than any californian i know oh I absolutely because if he it's... if he slows down then you can see how stupid he is <laughs> exactly exactly um but yeah what would you say your most controversial video is is it is it the it's, no fat it's one? the no fat video for sure it's it's do you want to explain in case, I mean, I'm sure people yeah. do know because I, I've talked about it before, but do you want to explain what NoFap is yeah. and then your thoughts on it? So NoFap <laughs> initially started as a movement. Um, I forget if it was, I think it was just to like stop watching porn, not to stop masturbating entirely. And it kind of evolved into stop masturbating entirely uh, with a very hard anti-porn stance on top of that. And so a lot of the guys who practice NoFap, especially on TikTok and social media, they're very vocal about it are, you know, they say that masturbation is incredibly unhealthy because it lowers your testosterone because it, it doesn't just come back. You don't have, you know, hormones that regenerate <laughs> and, uh, you know, watching porn is very damaging for your brain and they'll pull up brain scans from completely unrelated things and say, this is a porn brain and a non-porn brain, <laughs> you know, and they'll say things like, uh, this is it's something that engages your you know uh pleasure response so if you just do it anytime it's bad and it's like so does eating a bag of chips like <laughs> like everything engages mm. your pleasure response that you brushing your teeth can engage your pleasure response it doesn't mean it's bad like you don't get desensitized to liking things um so it's my most controversial video because a lot of anti-sex work people are in the comments saying, you know, one person said like 90% of uh, porn is trafficked and that's just not a real statistic at all. It's so untrue. And like, I think the porn industry has a lot of issues and there are, you know, violent, you know, videos of assault on the internet and, and that's a horrible thing, but you know, advocating against the rights of sex workers only pushes them more into the margins and makes it more dangerous for them. And, you know, normalizing sex work. And uh, like, I, that's why I think things like OnlyFans are great. Like you have sex workers or models that are just, you know, they have full control over what they're doing, full control over their means of production. And they're, you know, making the content that they want to make at their own pace at their own rate and they're making money and like that's fantastic and i think anyone who thinks it's like bad because i don't know it rots your brain or something is, is silly incredibly i mean yeah I, I could talk about that for days and unfortunately every time sex work comes up i get you oh, know yeah. barrage of comments being like how can you defend this when you're a feminist and it's like you do realize that making people you know taking away people's autonomy and income and mm -hmm. pushing them further into poverty it's not it's not some feminist act that you think it is it's <laughs> no. actually conservative as shit like i just it, it winds me up and also it's it's unrealistic to say oh i think porn is wrong therefore let's get rid of it because it's like porn has always and will always exist yes therefore we should just make it as safe and as like fair as possible in terms of like workers rights and protection absolutely it, it, getting rid of it is just so ridiculously unrealistic like no. what me that would just never happen. No, it, it never would. And also, there's something inherently wrong with it. Like, it's, it's you know, the, the issues with porn are, are like an industry thing. They're not Absolutely. the actual act itself, you know? Yeah. So. And know. I think, you know, there's just, uh, being anti-sex work is very strange to me. Because, like, like, I understand the argument that it can... Like, porn absolutely does objectify women, and it objectifies men as well, but it's, like, for the male gaze. So I understand mm -hmm. why, you know, people say that, but 
the answer is not to abolish porn. <laughs> like that doesn't fix no, the problem. It's to make more feminist porn. Exactly. And, and there is to... feminist porn out yeah. there. Absolutely. There is. Exactly. And I mean, what, what is it? What do you think the motivation for these guys? Like, because to me, the, the reason isn't very clear. Right. Why? Why do? Is it because they feel like they're not having good relationships? <laughs> what? What is it? What? What makes yeah. them do this? What makes them think I'm going to quit porn and potentially think, masturbation or vice versa? Right. I think what. So, like a lot of times, you know, when like men do have like a sense of shame when they engage in porn sometimes, and I think like I haven't had that since I was a kid, and I was like raised in a more religious environment, and I think there are a lot of religious pressures against masturbation and especially against watching porn, but I think you know with. It also has to do with, like, when you don't masturbate for a while, it's like a habit. So it's a habit that you feel shame about. So when you don't do it, you just don't feel that shame as often. And then it kind of turns into a complex where you feel, like, so, you know, like, above everyone else because you understand. You assume that everyone else feels that same shame after watching porn or after masturbating. And uh, people just turn that into their whole personality. And what I think is especially interesting is that all the nofap guys. Like, the entire argument is very male-centric, as if women don't also watch porn. And, like, especially yeah. married women watch more porn than single women do on average and report, like, overwhelmingly, according to every study I've seen, that it improves their sex life. So, <laughs> like... That's interesting. So, do these guys also abstain from sex? Are they celibate, or is it just... It's just masturbation. <laughs> Okay. And some guys will say, like, you know, they'll mix it with, like, workout bro culture where it's like, you know, if you have more testosterone, you can build more muscle, which is only true after a certain point. Testosterone levels after uh, being celibate level out after about 7 to 14 days. Um, and then after that, your semen motility actually starts going down because you're not cycling through, basically. And, um, like, you're less fertile, technically, after 14 days of, of, ab of uh, abst abstaining from ejaculation basically it's not like a yeah. detrimental thing but if you're trying to like have a kid and you don't do anything for 14 days you're going to be a lot less likely um, interesting yeah did you, so did you get you got anti-sex work comments did you get mm. any no fat bros in the comments definitely yeah and and what, oh yeah what i think the most frustrating argument is that like these guys are silly but they don't represent no fat and then they'll hit me with a huge essay and it's just like i'm not reading that like <laughs> yeah it's also like they do represent it yes it yeah. might not be everyone who follows it but if they are the poster children yeah it's like it, fifty thousand then... likes on tiktok like of course i'm gonna talk about it right so okay so would you say it's a bigger thing on tiktok this whole no fap thing i feel like i've just heard it like forever like whether it was like like kids in my youth group uh you know back in the day or like you know people online like i feel like it was pretty popular among like the really religious kids in high school like but i feel like tiktok is a is a smart platform for those guys because they can just make it seem like you know they'll say like i'm on day 846 of nofap and it's like either a you might be asexual which is totally fine or b yeah. you're lying or you're just torturing yourself mm. for no reason like Mm. you know it's just like it's not yeah. fun to live like that <laughs> well and there's obviously there's as as i'm sure you know there's like 
numerous you know studies saying that like it decreases stress and Absolutely. it's like, good for sleep it's good for your health it's just like it's like uh, not to sound really clinical but mm -hmm. it it's you know it's the same kind of thing as like getting i don't know a sports massage or yeah. eating or i don't know it's like a bodily thing that it, it it's it's good for you you know and if you don't enjoy it then obviously that's totally fine and if you don't feel the need to do it then there's obviously but it's like as you say if you want to but then you force yourself not to that's where the problem is because it's like you're torturing yourself yeah <laughs> so. it's a normal healthy thing that if you have the urge to do you should just do and uh you know i, I think their argument really like i said it just falls apart when you think about how male focused it is because it's like okay apply any of the things you're saying to like a woman like your argument's mm. falling apart because like like yeah testosterone drives sex drive in women as well but like they don't release testosterone when they masturbate so like what mm -hmm. what, what how is it going to reduce their sperm count <laughs> like <laughs> so do they not at any point acknowledge no. uh women and a fab they just they just ignore it they're just like nope. <laughs> i i never found someone acknowledging like a fab people or women uh when when it comes to no fab or watching porn no because i think because a lot of these guys are really young they're my age or younger and i think they just uh, assume that women don't watch porn <laughs> yeah i mean it, 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 growing up i mean you, you said you grew up in a religious mm -hmm. environment i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't know that, you yeah, know. Um, I didn't know that till much later. I always thought only boys did um, because that's kind of what you're taught. You're taught that it's mm -hmm. inevitable for boys to do, but girls don't. They don't, and it's just like yeah, exactly. Damn, it's not. It's not healthy. But um, yeah, no. I mean, I love me a controversial video, and it was <laughs> a very funny video. It was. Well, it was great. You. I mean, do you have any topics of yours that you? in your head that you'd like to cover but maybe you're a little bit hesitant to for whatever reason yeah i think um i'm trying to think i definitely want i i want to do a video because i did one recently about this uh ex-military guy who just sits and watches tiktoks about trans people and is just oh my god that one was ridiculous and uh, he, I guess he has like 100,000 subscribers on that channel, but he has a second channel people were telling me about that has 700,000 subscribers where he talks about, he, yeah, he's just like a military guy that does reacts. And it's like every video is like a uh, retired Marine reacts to China's military or retired Marine reacts to... Zero charisma no. as well, I'd like to add. Zero charisma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck he... And zero editing. Like, he can't edit his videos. That was the most frustrating part. <laughs> it was insane. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I want to do a whole video kind of using that as a catalyst uh, to talk about how the American military is kind of a scam, um, how, you know, America is so anti-socialist in all of its, you know, policies and co like cultural opinions. But like the American military is a in a very socialist sense, a jobs program. But the only thing the only outcome of it is destruction on all sides, like, you know, m murder of people in the Middle East um, and then PTSD for the people who are doing it, as well as, you know, it, soldiers take experimental drugs. And it's it's not good for anybody. And defending it is inhumane, especially when you're coming out of it. Um, I think that one's definitely going to be a little controversial because people did not like that. I, I made fun of him for being a Marine. Um, but I have no reverence for people who come out of the military defending the military. I think it's insane. Um, I understand a lot of circumstances for people, you know, they, I mean, I understand also that, uh, recruitment for the military is really predatory, 
but also some people just don't have many options and they end up doing it. And, you know, I think that's totally understandable and I feel bad that that's what they had to do. Um, but if they come out of it with like a reverence or like a, you know, love for what they did, then I don't like that. And I'm going to make fun of them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's because they, they must know what has happened to their peers. Like, yes. I mean, I know, obviously, it's different in the UK. We don't invest right. as much because um, like the US invests a disproportionate amount of money in their military. Yeah. Um, but in London, like, I, I, it's not a big sample size and it's just anecdotal evidence. But sure. whenever I meet sort of like rough sleepers or homeless men, mm. a lot of them are ex-military. They're, yes. they're um, you know, and it's amazing how they did that they you know i i agree i'm like i'm inherently against you know intervention and that kind of thing yeah. but like they made a sacrifice whether you think it's for a good reason or not they they put their lives on the line and then they come back and they're just left to no support no nothing yeah. they're left with ptsd financially you know destroyed and it's just it is a con. It's a con. It's like you're you're sold this idea that you're going to have all this prestige and all this respect, and it, it's phony respect. You know, Absolutely. it's not. It's not a genuine thing. So yeah, and like the most yeah. we that we have the same problem chronically with our veterans in America, and the most that like veterans get as far as institutional support after they come back is like five percent off at the Denny's. Like we don't <laughs> give them anything, and you know. I, I mean, I, I would rather it not be, like, required to do military service to receive, like, financial aid throughout your life. I think everyone is entitled to just being able to live somewhere, you know? We have, mm. in, in California alone, we have more empty units than we have homeless people. Like, we can, wow. we can, we have the power to house people. It's just the housing market. It must be protected at all costs at the expense of people's lives. Mm, amazing what a beautiful world we live in eh? <laughs> i know we're solving it's all the problems it's such a great time to be alive yeah. yeah oh fucking hell it makes you angry doesn't it i mean yeah. that's that's a question i have for you like because you think about politics a lot and stuff how do you keep yourself sane what well, do you do to unwind <laughs> i'm a spiteful angry person <laughs> um <laughs> no i i there's definitely moments where it's just like, like, fuck, like, I just don't know what to do. Like, shit just keeps getting worse in America. But um, I, I try to, you know, there are a lot of people in, especially like the House of Representatives that I really appreciate um, that, that do give me hope in the long term. You know, people like AOC, people like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, um, mm. you know, and even in the Senate, Ed Markey and Bernie Sanders, I really appreciate not every, you know every politician isn't perfect but that group of people the people who openly identify as socialist cory bush is another one in the, in the house of representatives you know she went from being homeless uh, as a single mother to being a you know missouri's first black res representative and and that's incredible and you know she's i don't think she's gotten anything wrong like i as, as yeah, i might be wrong but like as far as everything i've heard her say is like on the money everything i've seen her vote for is perfect um or at least for the reasons that she says she's voting, you know, for. And those are the things that give me hope because I, I try to pay attention even to the small scale stuff. Like I know that having a couple of socialists in, in the House of Representatives is not going to fix anything on its own. But for, in my mind, I feel like that was unheard of 10 years ago. And I think it's a start, you know.
like open socialists in office, I feel like would have been so if that happened under George W. Bush, like they might have been killed. <laughs> like <laughs> you know? So Yeah. That that kind of I stuff mean, gives me I, hope. They're still being threatened. Yes, that I that's mean, true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh knock on wood, obviously. I yeah. would never yeah. But Actually, this is a flip side. I, I just asked like a positive question. Now I'm going to go back to it. I um, dipped in on one of your live streams. I can't remember what game you were playing, but you mm -hmm. were in the middle of saying that you enjoy being a hater. Do you <laughs> want to tell us about that? Because I'm actually in agreement and yeah. I feel like this is a slightly unpopular opinion. So go ahead. I think tell so. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think it's an unpopular opinion for sure. And uh, <laughs> I, I think the like let people enjoy things mentality is getting a little old. And, uh, you know, like, it's i think it's totally valid to just hate something <laughs> like i think it's okay <laughs> to just look at that and look at like a movie or a show or whatever and just be like yeah that sucks and it's like if you're not an mm -hmm. asshole about it i think it's valid like <laughs> i don't know i i think if yeah. everybody you know it's like i don't think my stance on you know whether something sucks or not should influence other people's like i'll i'll be an, a little annoying about it but like as long as you're not being mean or like you know malicious go for it doesn't hurt anybody i wholeheartedly agree <laughs> like it's when people say let people enjoy things it's like well what if i enjoy hating on things yeah. let me enjoy being a hater yeah you know? i mean what uh, sort of you say you're into media and stuff like yeah. what kind of uh films have you seen or tv you've seen or music anything you've consumed that you're a hater of uh recently so i hate star wars but i also love star Ooh. wars okay Go on. I, I i like 20 percent of star wars i think i did the math and that was actually like pretty close um because i i don't really like anything that came out after Return of the Jedi, except for The Last Jedi. I think The Last Jedi was incredible. Nobody else agrees with me. And then, you know, like the Rise of Skywalker, the last movie was just a nightmare that I wish never happened. And, uh, you know, like I like The Mandalorian first season and then the second season was just awful because it was just nothing but like cameos from like other series that were created by Dave Filoni. And it's like, it's so annoying to watch this one guy with control of Star Wars being like, I'm going to put my character in this episode and then I'm going to put my other character in this episode and then my character's hanging out with Luke Skywalker and it's like, shut up. I hate you so much. <laughs> like, this is a whole yeah. galaxy you're talking about and all these characters know each other. Stop. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much crossover. Yeah, like, I don't think you should ever have a Star Wars cameo when you just have one show about a little metal man in a spaceship. No, you shouldn't see any other characters from any other Star Wars media because he's doing his own thing. It's you got so many planets you could go to. You could make up another fucking so, whole system. Like it why do we keep going back to the same things? It's so annoying. So, yeah, I don't think a lot of people agree on me agree with me on that because they either like some things that I don't like or they dislike things that I like. So I'm very like in the middle of it all. Um you know, I, I, I'm i trying to think of other things that I, I hate. I'm playing all of the Zelda games on stream. Uh, I'm working my way through them, and I don't like most of those. <laughs> um, they're very popular, though, aren't they? They're very popular, and I just think they're really, like, kind of mm -hmm. linear and constraining, um, especially, like, the 3D ones. Um, uh, yeah, I, I could go on. I, I dislike a lot of things. <laughs> 
Um, I, I dislike all of the Spider-Man movies that don't have Tom Holland in them. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, yeah. so you're not you're even the the original, the Tobey Maguire. I think ones. they're really funny movies. As a comic book fan, okay. I do not like them. Uh, yeah, because apparently the newer ones are more accurate to the comics. They're a little right? more accurate, seen... but they have their own identity right. that I like. Um, the Tobey Maguire ones, they're they are goofy. I love watching them. But, like, as movies, they're just too hard to take seriously. Like, it's just a goofy, fun, like, adventure, and I appreciate that. But, like, I, I think Tom Hall or uh, Tobey Maguire is not a good actor, and he is carried by every other actor in those movies. Like, everyone else was doing a great job. But he's just kind of, like, fumbling along, which works. But I, I just, I have a special resentment because people like to, like, compare and be like, this, you know, Spider-Man 2 is a masterpiece. And it's like, there's a scene where Spider-Man fucking is swinging around with some pizza and a guy goes, hey, he stole that guy's pizza. Like, that's hilarious. But it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's a masterpiece. That's silly. I, whenever I think of Tobey Maguire, I think of, um, did you ever watch the film as a kid, Cats and Dogs? Yes, that in about? that? He's, I believe he's the dog, like the main dog, the puppy. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm going to Google it to be sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's what <laughs> I think of. So I'm like, that is a masterpiece. Yeah. If, <laughs> I agree. Cats you know, and Dogs is a High cinema. Yep, it is. He plays wow. the main dog, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I watched that movie yeah. so many times as a kid on VHS. I know. Yeah, I had it on DVD, so yeah. I watched it. Yeah, loads. Um, I mean, my unpopular opinion, yes. and I know I'm going to get crucified for this. I didn't finish it, so maybe if I gave it another chance, but I did not like Killing Eve. I don't even know what that is. Killing Eve. It, it, it was, um, it's a, it's meant to be like quite popular amongst queer, amongst queer women. And it's about oh, like okay. a, uh, a female assassin mm -hmm. um and it's got sandra O oh in it and it's written by phoebe waller bridge who wrote fleabag oh, okay. i don't know if you're familiar with it yeah, i've heard um, of it yeah. and it's really really popular and i just the first few episodes i just thought it was really badly written like there was a death that was so obvious mm. like from the beginning you know when people you know when they write characters like they give them no depth and then they suddenly have loads of depth and yeah. their kids on screen and they're, <laughs> they're like really deep and it's like okay so they're gonna die and it yeah. was just like that's I, I just lost yeah and then the second one is euphoria now mm. this one i know people are not gonna enjoy me saying but i got through like the first five minutes and I kind of the thing that made me just sort of switch off was um she was like talking about being born mm -hmm. and then like they had this like <laughs> overlay of 9-11 and I was just like oh you fucking kidding what? me I was That's just awesome. like it, it was just <laughs> like I don't know I just found it very cliche yeah. I was just like oh, I don't know I, I, I I'm not I don't know I don't know I don't know maybe I'm being maybe I'm being harsh but I was just a bit like <sighs> Everything I've heard know. about Euphoria um, just sound, makes it sound like it's uh, like Riverdale, but for a slightly older audience. Yeah, Riverdale, but a bit more edgy on mm -hmm. HBO. It was originally um, an Israeli show, what? Uh, I believe. Like only and available the US in Israel? Version, well, as in they made maybe the first season in Israel oh. and then it didn't take <laughs> off or whatever. And the US version is a remake. Whoa. That's so interesting. So like The Office or... Yeah. 
can't think of any others at the top of my head, but mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's so, so interesting. That is interesting. Oh, I have yeah. one that will get all the queers mad at me. Um, oh. Here's my queer betrayal. I don't like Hannibal. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, so it's... You don't like it. So what don't you like about it? Get the people riled up. Tell us what you don't like. So you're familiar with the with the show, though, with uh, Matt Mikkelsen yeah, yeah, yeah. as Hannibal Lecter, which I love. That's a great casting. I love the cast. Um, mm. And I, mm. I loved the first few episodes, but, like, Basically, it's about, you know, Hannibal Lecter is helping the FBI track down serial killers and obviously being Hannibal Lecter on the side. Um, And he's, you know, also the therapist to the main character. And there's like a back and forth. It's very homoerotic. It's great. But like while all of that is happening, every single episode has a new mass serial killer in it. And I got like to like the middle of season two or like the beginning of season three. And it's like, how is there every single episode, a new serial killer with like a body count of like 50? Like, what is going on? Like, I know America's a rough place, but like, that's insane. <laughs> like, it's so hard to buy that after a certain, after a certain period. Like, it's just awful. <laughs> you know, we have a an even more absurd kind of example of that. In the UK, there's a show called Midsummer Murders, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, <laughs> I, I guess it's like uh, pensioners, and my parents watch it. That kind yeah. of thing. It's like it's like a fun little quaint show about murder, but it's set in this little village in the countryside in England, and obviously there's a murderer every single episode, murdering like upwards of ten people, Whoa. and it's the same village every episode, <laughs> and it's and it's been going on for like. 15 years this show maybe even more wow and i, I obviously you've got to suspend your disbelief a bit <laughs> yeah. but then you get to a point where you're like <laughs> villagers don't have many people how the hell yeah. how is this happening so yeah well it's like uh yeah. it, it kind of seems like a law and order kind kind of situation where it's just something that you kind <laughs> yeah. of have on <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. No, it's comfort. It's definitely comfort watching. Yeah. It's because uh, I love me some murder stuff, you know. Oh, same. Love a bit of murder. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Are you into true crime at all? Yeah, I definitely had a true crime phase when it kind of picked up on Twitch over the summer um, with the mm. like JCS on channel. Twitch? Yeah, like uh, oh. a lot of Twitch streamers were reacting to murder content. Um, and uh, this channel, JCS, wow. blew up that did really good videos and that kind of like ushered in this wave of like people trying to copy them. Um, which mm-hmm. ended up in a lot of good, you know, a lot of good stories. Um, there's definitely for me, like, I have to separate it to make me not sad to like, understand that these things are real. So I'm just like, I'm just going to watch it and pretend like it's not real. <laughs> that makes me feel a little better. Mm. No, I also went through a phase, um, of watching lots of like true crime yeah. YouTubers and they're a big thing. Like I think totally. they're a real, there's a real community there. Um, kind of fascinating though i agree same i've kind of gone off it because now i can't really watch it without thinking about uh they're real yeah it just makes me sad it makes me really sad because like some of them are just so tragic and it's just like i don't want to understand the implications of this like in reality yeah and especially if they're recent cases Mm -hmm. i do question i would like to sort of dive into more the morality of that like how yeah. at what point is it acceptable to speak about how many years need to pass that kind right. of thing you know because if we talk about like jack the ripper for example everyone who knew the victims is now dead right so you know that's a different thing to someone who was murdered last year mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like i think so, if a, a video came out about the like gabby petito case 
from the last year. It's like, I, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> well, I mean, that was a big thing on TikTok, though. That was the problem because there were people yeah. who were like vigilante investigators, detectives. And it's just like, you do realize you're actually making it more difficult mm-hmm. by, by just sort of, I don't know, doing gossip. And I don't know. It's just a bit, it feels icky. It feels icky. Absolutely. But. It's, uh, but you know, <laughs> cases from like 30, 40 years ago, I think are a little more acceptable or like cold cases. Yeah. I think are interesting too. Yes. True. Cause then they can like bring them to light and maybe help them get answers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I know what you mean. There's, there's shades of gray. I don't think true crime is inherently wrong. Cause there are some right. people who do have a very extreme stance on that. Um, but I think, I don't know. I just think we're as human beings, like we've got morbid fascinations and, there, there's there's shades of grey, there's lines. I think you can engage with it in a more ethical way and then Absolutely. some in a really unethical way. Like when um, Hulu, not long after, like a, less than a month after the Astroworld incident, oh, yeah. they released a documentary about it. And yeah. it, not enough time had passed because even now we still don't really know exactly why and how the hell this happened. Totally. Like it takes a while to understand. And they just slapdash whacked out a documentary about it and it's just like it feels very cash grabby very mm, very cynical like yeah that. very cynical mm. <laughs> but, oh well but yeah so but on a brighter note let's let's um let's just think about happy things yeah like, um <laughs> like like dogs tell us about your dog oh yeah my dog's name is ronin um i adopted him last august um and me and my whole family are like we realized recently like only it's only been like six months but it feels like it's been way longer than that um Aww. he's a little uh he's a lab pitbull chow chow mix um okay yeah does he have a blue tongue like he has blue spots on his tongue and he has the chow chow curly tail like a little pig oh (laughs) yeah that's adorable he's a big sweetheart he's super uh super like attached and we're working on separation anxiety but he's 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 my emotional support animal and he does a really good job um oh yeah he's great how old he's two do you know how old he is roughly or did oh two Mm -hmm. nice yeah, he was just a stray that uh, he actually had um, a back really? injury that we don't know exactly what from. So he had a herniated disc when he was a puppy. And so he has like some neurological oh. slowness in his back paws. But other than that, he's a totally normal dog. Because um, the rescue oh. I got him from works with like disabled animals and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's Marley's Mutts. If anyone's looking for a sweet little dog oh, in the California yeah, area, shout out. Yeah, exactly. I want to shout out another, um, yeah, another charity that helps out. Yeah, uh, it's called Goats of Anarchy, and it's a it's a charity that specifically rescues disabled goats. Aww. Um, and it is the I, think, I believe it's on the East Coast somewhere. I can't awesome. remember what state it's in, but I follow them on the gram, and oh my god, their content <laughs> is amazing. The goats are fantastic. They've yeah. got like live goat. Cats where they live stream the goats oh my god that's and great it's fantastic it's just oh what what a what a time eh? what a time to be alive that's the best, <laughs> that's one of the great things about the internet all the animal content yes twitter is toxic mm-hmm. and tiktok is toxic but you wouldn't have all these banging animal pox you know yeah. like that's true some good shit 
Well, and it's like, you know, there's so many yeah. resources about, like, learning more about your animal, too. Exactly. <laughs> Do you, does he ever appear in videos, or... I don't um, think... Here and there, I, I think he's in one video, one time, where I, like, react to something, and I, like, fall down on the floor, and then I, like, position the camera kind of on the ground, and he comes up and sniffs me to make sure I'm okay, and then he goes and lies back down. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he he's not... I wanted to do a video where I give him a bath, but I want to put it on, like, a second channel or something, because it's not going to be long enough for... The algorithm is yeah. a fickle thing. I don't want to mess with it. It is. <laughs> Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah. No, Siggy hates baths, unfortunately. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't, actually don't know if he minds it. Like, we've gone on walks in the rain, and he doesn't mind that. And he's very comfortable with, like, being, like, you know, grabbed and manipulated, because I always have to put... I have a car seat for him. It's, like, just a harness that the seatbelt goes through. Um, and he's fine when I put that on him and put his raincoat on him and stuff like that. So I think he'd be fine. It just depends on how, how well he can tolerate the loudness of the bath. Oh. <laughs> Roman, what a handsome boy. Yeah. I am going to give him a round of applause. Yeah. Quietly, though, not too loudly, because I don't want to blast people's eardrums. But, oh, thank you so much. This has been very... That's good. We we let, we ended on a high. Yes. We talked about some annoying stuff, so we want, <laughs> I wanted to end on a high. But um, do you want to tell the people where they can find you, find your videos? Yeah. Um, my YouTube channel is just Ethan is online. Uh, I make very funny videos <laughs> um i'm also True, on they twitter are, they are. oh thank you i'm also on twitter at pethan is online um if anyone can help me get the at ethan is online please let me know <laughs> i like pethan though i know I it's, it's it's a good backup <laughs> yeah i definitely yeah yeah and you you live stream as well don't you oh on yeah twitch i'm on sometimes? twitch it's pethan online because it can never be the same everywhere um yeah, we're, yeah, we're playing it's a nightmare, Zelda. isn't it? Claiming the names. I know, I know. You know who I'm very jealous of? Mm. Jarvis Johnson has Jarvis on Twitter. He, I just know. Jarvis, and I'm like, how did you manage to get yeah. that? Yeah, I think Ethan Nestor Crank Gameplays has at Ethan, which I'm super jealous of. I know. That is wow. I know. Yeah, because Ethan is an, an unusual name. It's, it's not, like, super common, but... Yeah, it's fairly common for, yeah. like, people my age. Like, it's, I remember looking up in, oh, like, okay. 1999. It was, like, the fifth most common name or something. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and since, as I always do with my guests, uh, would you like to say bye-bye in the style of Toy Story 2? Bye. Oh, bye yes, now. yes. And I do that at the end of my videos. Yeah, don't worry. I gotcha. know, I know. It's, um, no, I, I, it's a little, it's a niche reference. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't want to seem like a fake fan. Is that the fan. end credits? Gotcha. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay, so in a three, a two, a one... Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. 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 Bye.